Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Kristen. Yo, Jen. As you know, we both, uh, we'll talk about on the show, we spend a lot of time in the car with our kids. We're currently California moms and all the driving that goes along with that. That's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. Yeah. We're either at school drop-off, pickup, weekend trips, doctor visits to soccer. You're going somewhere. You're always in the car. There's weekend trips. There's club sports, whatever it is, it usually hours. has a driving requirement. Upon hours and sometimes good ones and sometimes not so. Uh-huh. And ones. sometimes there's other ones. Yeah. Well, we've all been there. I know for my gang, one of the hardest parts in my car ride is deciding what we're going to listen to, like something we can all mm-hmm. agree on. Like no judgment here, folks. A lot of parents have basically surrendered to AirPod life. As long as you don't hear F-bombs, you're like, whatever. I know. It's just easier. I get it, but... Right. We want to tell you about a new podcast called Wild Interest that has something for all of us, even me, so we can all enjoy listening together as a family. Wild Interest? What's that about, Let Jenny? Let me tell you. It's hosted by kids. And the shows are about whatever the kids are interested in. So great. Like anything from science to history, interviews with NFL quarterbacks. I'm into that. And they mix in jokes, riddles, fun. That sounds fun. I know, right? It's very fun. The best part is the hosts are my kids' age, so they can totally relate. That's very cool. I can't relate, but I'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Because they're enjoying it. That's right. Give it a listen. You won't regret it. You'll learn something and your kids will love it. Find Wild Interest anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, first of all, okay, so obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of quarantine. But yes, my mom just visited and, um, you know, we've been in quarantine around, I think the the number is 100 days. I think that's the, the when people started, because Colin and I were trying to unpack, do you remember or can you, um, did you mark it? Like, what was the last thing you did before quarantine started? Well, we started earlier, not intentionally, but our kids were sick. Yeah, because your kids got sick. And I don't know if if they had I, I don't know. I I I used to feel nervous about saying like maybe they had it, but maybe they did because Dash had his birthday party and there were 70 people at it. And they are like he goes to a school where everybody's from everywhere on earth. And yeah. I, he he might have they might have had it because they had fevers for weeks than we did. And then yeah. we're going to do the antibody test to see. Yeah. But because I, I remember this, we went out and did our Valentine's Day dinner February 13th. Yeah. The kids got sick. And whatever the weekend was after that was the last time I went to a store or anything. So we've been yeah. – <laughs> I am – Basically, what's that? What's that Stephen King movie where she like The Shining? No. Oh, The Shining. (laughs) 
The Shining's the real obvious choice there, Kristen. I went for the yeah, the one where the crazy lady like keeps the guy tied to the bed and like oh oh um um was it misery misery that, is, I, is that's Brit, what I feel like. is Brit the guy in your bed? Are you gonna are you gonna hobble him or whatever? Where you like? I feel what, like I metaphorically, feel like what's happening? The crazy woman in that movie is the pandemic. And me some days, depending on how crabby I am. But like, <laughs> we feel like we are so tied here. And it's it's been more than 100 days for us. Because well, they and were I think that's so something that happens because if you are, I mean, it really depends on what your comfort zone is. Also, we live in a city where there is a high occurrence of COVID. So we're not just playing the number. I mean, we are playing the numbers. We're looking at where these surges are and they're in our neighborhood. So we're being more careful. We, we choose to go out. We choose to wear masks. We choose to wear rubber gloves. We're sort of out and about more. Also, our neighborhood sort of lends itself to it because it's flat streets and you guys live in a mountain. So that makes it, I think, harder to like get out. Plus, I told, we've talked about this. Your neighbor is going to speed down the street and kill me. That's what I, I know that's how I'm going to go down. I'm going to be so mad. At my eulogy, they're going to they're gonna say, Dale hit her. Oh, yeah. Well, we did start because everybody has cabin fever. And I am like, these kids' brains and muscles are going to atrophy. I mean, I we started this thing in the backyard where in order for Dash to do iPad, he has to earn it by doing loops and hoops, which means he has to do loops. He has to do loops <laughs> up and down the stairs, like all the way around. And so I'll tell him, like, based on how much time he wants to spend on the iPad, I'm like, okay, I need 10 loops and 20 hoops. And he has to make 20 baskets because it, yeah, keep, that's great. it keeps him, like, I outside mean, for a while. That's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with that our parents have absolutely no idea how hard that's been. So, yes, during this pandemic, when we're trying to, like, modify stuff so we simply don't go insane so you don't go literally cuckoo for cocoa puffs my mom god bless her at the end of, uh, we're about now what are we 100 days in my mom was like i've got to see my grandkids i'm in good health i just went and took a covid test i'm negative i am getting on a plane to come see you and at first i was nervous about it but there's no stopping her literally there there's nothing that's going to get in the way of my mother seeing her grandchildren, and that includes science, that would include <laughs> the Pope, that would include Jesus himself coming down in front of her and saying, this is a bad idea. She'd be like, well, I'm going to do it anyway, sir. But I, so I just read that the plane itself isn't what is – the plane actually, they've, they're they cleaning they're them in a way a that they job. never have. And they circulate the air so you're not like sitting stewing in like germs, which is what I picture on a plane. It's that's not that part's fine. It's the like airport bathroom, well, probably. Well, or- what she told me, I was curious because I was like, what does it look like when you travel now? Because my sister traveled to Nebraska mid quarantine and there were four people on her flight. It was so eerie. Wow. But my mom traveling, because she's, you know, she's 69. I don't want her to, I, I was nervous that, you know, if, if, she were to be exposed to it, like what that would do to her and what it would do to us. And we were careful, but she, she said that the planes, the flight attendants, the staff were fantastic and that they sat every other seat. So that was very nice. She said that people wore masks. She said the place where people were not paying attention to the rules was in the airport terminals. Mm -hmm. And so she just, luckily for us, we were at a small airport. So she just beelined it out of there. But 
when she got here, I was, it's this weird thing. Like I hadn't seen her in about five or six months. It's the longest we've gone since I had kids because prior to me having kids, she was like, there's really no reason for me to visit. So she, now, <laughs> now I'm, now I'm a validated human because I've given her the two things that are most important to her. And by two, I mean my children. And by me as a far third, I mean, I'm a fourth or a fifth. Like, I think it goes <laughs> my children, then it goes Colin, then it goes my dog Sky, then it goes me, and then it goes our new dog Daisy. I can, think that's the level of preference. Can I tell you something? And I, I'm so scared you're going to be mad at me for it, but I... <laughs> oh, no. I so hard. Yes, I understand where you are coming from with that. I did see your mother's uh, Facebook post that was a Father's Day post for Dewey. I know. And she tagged you and Matthew. And then your sister commented, uh, Mom, did you forget about me? <laughs> That's amazing. She, she wields her sword in the weirdest of ways. But you have, I mean, it's almost like her subconscious is like literally the thing that she leads with because you're like, Oh my God, your judgment is so evident. You left me off a post where you tagged your children. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. I'm banking on, if we're going to talk about our moms, I'm banking on the fact that she does not listen or pay attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, Terry's only going to find out about this podcast because one of her friends goes, oh, the whole episode is about you, Terry. And here's the thing. My mom, <laughs> my mom will find it flattering even if I say something that isn't flattering. She, just, just that you brought the her fact up. That, yeah. The fact that she's a subject at all is going she that's the thing she is so impervious to like criticism that she will just ignore what she wants to ignore and hear what she wants to hear and that will be it that's a she good won't inter to... internalize anything that's a good way to get through life actually is it i don't know but i same thing as my uh <laughs> I made a joke the other day with my husband because I was like, look, I'm not a Karen. I don't like Karens. I don't even like my Aunt Karen. And he was like, <laughs> you can't say that in a video or on the podcast because that will be the one time they listen. I'm like, I yeah. know. I'm joking, though. Well, I love you, Aunt Karen. I really do. She makes You know what? I, awesome I feel quotes. like Karens are getting a, a real sucky. I know a couple Karens that are decent. I think I refer to myself as less of a Karen and more of a Susan. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I am high strung like a Karen, but I'm not racist or like, you know, unfair to people. But I am a strong controller of the peace in my neighborhood. I'm not on the next door app. We talked about that. But I will run a tight ship when I see like little fourth graders running around on bikes together being naughty. You have like, to. I know your parents. I know your parents. That's just being a mom. That's being a responsible being a mother who's like, hey, you're not my child, but you're somebody's child. Let me yeah, step in and be, do some uh, parenting. Don't be right an now. asshole. And if your parents aren't on board with what I'm saying, then I think they're assholes. And that's how it goes. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. And I think you'll appreciate this. So we're in the middle of a quarantine. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, one thing you might not know is that Jen and I don't make any money off of Facebook videos. We we make them, we shoot them, we put them up, but we opted to not have ads run at weird times. So we make 
no money off of the Facebook videos themselves. We make money off of our our majority of our money might be from the tour or from a, a neat opportunity with a brand that lets us do a branded video. But those have all come to a screeching halt during this pandemic. So there isn't like a large cash flow coming in as there is that's happened to everybody. So my husband and I, we were just like, hey, man, we just have to live a little leaner. Like, what, we're not going on vacations right now anyway. Like, just everybody needs to be a little conscious of the old budget, something we have done oh, God. our whole lives. That's really smart. So you guys aren't um, staying up all night buying vintage bags from Italy and Japan. That's a better idea. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. You're much happier than me. I'm telling you, that's what I should be doing. <laughs> It really That's is. What I should be I'm doing. purchasing joy. I am fucking purchasing joy, Kristen. And, and I know that. God bless is. you. It's here's what's weird. The second my mom left, I too purchased joy because I was like, it works for Jen. I need something. <laughs> it's momentary. I need some. So my mom comes into town again. I would like to say this has happened to me before. My mom comes into town. We're in the thick of this really intense crisis where, you know, the kids have been cooped up. They haven't seen anybody. And my mom comes in and she's such a weirdo about stuff that she goes to serve the kids dinner. And my plate situation is pretty terrible because we have been in quarantine. I have literally shattered four glasses, two plates. Like I'm clumsy, especially like near my period. I just break shit. And maybe so it's we on have- purpose, but that's a safe way to deal with your frustration. Perhaps. Perhaps. I wish that were true. But let me tell you something, Jen. My mom comes into our house and she starts looking at my plates and my glassware and she can't let it go. So she's like, gosh, Kristen, you know what? I just, you really need to get new plates. This is, these are not, I mean, I think it's time. I think you're a grown up. You can afford new plates. I'm like, I haven't bought New plates, mom, because there's been other things on the horizon. I don't know, a, 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 a disease that's killing people, like a pandemic, like being inside our house. Like people aren't coming over. I'm not entertaining. If I have a couple plastic plates and a couple mismatched glasses, who cares? You know who cares? My mother. Well, it is a sign of a bad person that my <laughs> plates don't match. No, no, no. That Well, that's what I was going to say is that I think if there weren't a pandemic – you wouldn't care because that's not your priority. Like you don't care. You When I go to your house for dinner, it's the best time and I don't care what the plates are. Like it can be paper plates. Like it's not your thing. But the thing is, is like I did, I did want new plates. I just put it on the... I took it off the list because I was like, hey, you know what? We're going to get through this. Shit's going to get broken. I'd rather put money towards fun pool toys. Like we're we're all kind of hunkering down right now. Like I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what my kids think about my plates, but my mom would not let it go. And I thought, I need to find the only crate and barrel that's open during a pandemic. No. And I did. No, I did. Because- my mother, if we would have ordered through Amazon, it would have taken four days at least. And I would have had to have hear, heard about my fucking plates for the next four days. So you had to curbside pick up new plates? We curbside picked up new plates. Okay. I'm upset about this for a couple of reasons. Uh, what color are they? 
They're white. They're gorgeous. They look better. I feel better. Okay. She was right. Because I have a set of blue Fiesta wear that I didn't even realize I had that will match your kitchen. That was too late, Jen. You could have really, yeah. sir, I could have literally curbside picked up those before my mother came into town and preempted it. But then she would have found something else because that's her thing. It's a weird thing that she does. And she did this when I was in the thick of having a toddler and an infant. She came to the house and I mean, the house was a dis- a complete disaster because that's when you have like a bouncy and a, and a stroller and a double stroller and a single stroller and you've got toys everywhere. And I'm like, mom, I just need your help. And she's like, God, your ottoman is disgusting. You know, what are people going to think when they come over and see your ottoman? I'm like, I don't know. What are they going to see when they see that there's literal shit on the wall? Like, I think maybe they're going to, like, maybe they're just going to not care that my ottoman sucks, which I'm fully aware that my ottoman is disgusting. You know what? You might not want to eat off that ottoman, but you know what? You could, and it wouldn't be a big deal. No, you can't. Well, it wouldn't be clean, but it would be like... But it's an ottoman. It's for is, your feet, Kristen. Who cares? It's for your feet. I know it's her well. Deal. I dumpster dove for it in the rain, and I will smart to you that it was disgusting when I got it. But it was an ottoman nonetheless. And then the fact that she hated it made me want to keep it longer. So here's the new thing that she <laughs> and I now I do it on purpose because it drives her insane. Is I try as hard as I can not to match anything that I'm wearing because she looked at me day four. Here's the thing. My mother is super polite day one through three. She's so nice and sweet. And she always is great with the kids. You know that she's like, that's her, her sweet spot is with my kids. So she can be as critical to me as she wants, but with my kids, she's like a glowing like disco ball. And that's all I cared about because my kids needed to see her. But then like by so day one through three, she's really nice to me. But day four, the notes start coming. And I always know when she's going to start one because she puts her fingers together and like moves them back and forth. And she starts like moving up and down on her on her toes. And she's always like, I have a suggestion. I know how you get. I just want to make a suggestion. And that's when I know the notes are coming. And it could be anything from, um, you know, when I make vegetables, the kids love to eat them. I'm like, they're covered in Velveeta. Yeah. I would eat a shoe covered in Velveeta. It's basically candy. That's basically candy. Candy vegetables. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Jen. Hey, Kristen. I would like to talk a little bit about stressors, both big and small. I know at this time of year, you're both feeling stressors, both big and small. And I know I am too. And I would just like to say that BetterHelp is therapy and a safe space to get things off your chest. And if you want to figure out how to work through those big and small stressors, go to BetterHelp. I have to brag about this, um, our connection to BetterHelp, because I know so many people besides myself who have benefited from BetterHelp. Yes. I mean, therapy, just, I can't say enough good things about it. Everybody needs it. Why don't they just teach this course in in high school, right? Because everybody needs it. But like, 
I suffer when I have good stress and bad stress. Yes, it's stress. All of it feels overwhelming. And sometimes you need somebody to just talk to that can help you sort through your thoughts. That's right. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is exactly what I like. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash imomsohard today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash hard. This ad is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, there are some things about parenting that get a little easier. I don't know what they are. Actually, I do know what they are. But one thing that's pretty awesome is as they get older, you can kind of reason with them. And obviously, as your kids get older, they want a little bit more independence. And you can show them that by giving them a little bit of financial freedom. It's the conversation about money, baby. The fact is kids won't really know how to manage their money until they've actually been in charge of it. And that's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. With the Greenlight app, kids learn to save, invest, spend wisely, thanks to games that teach money skills in a fun, accessible way. The Greenlight app also includes a chore feature where you can set up one-time and recurring chores customized to your family's needs and reward kids with an allowance for a job well done. I'll tell you, we have a 13-year-old and Greenlight has been a savior. It's so nice for him to get to see what he's doing with his money, but also, you know, those automatic instant notifications also help us as a parent to know what he's doing with our money. But it really does create a very nice, fun way of teaching kids a little bit of financial smarts. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's easy. It's convenient. It's a way for parents to raise financial smart kids and families to navigate life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash mompod. That's greenlight.com slash mompod to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash mompod. Well, what, what? don't you think it's though like it's sort of a generational thing where like <laughs> because our moms are sort of like the way they were taught, like here's here's the equation for happiness. You're going to make sure everything looks like it should. And I think our generation, and I'm not saying we're right. I'm I'm not saying that, but it's the I'm saying we're right. It's the philosophy I believe in a little bit more. It doesn't necessarily have to like look perfect to be joyful and happy and like a good home for your kids to live in. But my mom yeah. is very like that. Like she likes everything. Like my mom is like, okay, I bought a new shirt. I need to get matching pants, socks, and shoes. Like everything yeah. has to be exact. Yeah. And even like my um my mother-in-law, my, (laughs) sorry about the pause. I just didn't know what exactly to call her because she's not my husband's mom, but she's his dad's wife is very like, she's very proper. Like she's old Connecticut, East coast. Like she's very proper. And I remember her saying to my, (laughs) my uh, (laughs) nephew when he was 12, he is now, you know, 18, 19. Uh, Brayden, you're cutting the brie wrong because 
he was taking too much of the cheese and not enough of the wax, which in my, he's very intelligent. It's just smart. You just want more of that cheese. Who wants to eat the rind? You do it to be polite at a party, but you don't want to. (laughs) Y'all cutting. Has there ever been a whiter, more privileged thing ever said in the history of? Never. Literally, like, you're cutting the brie wrong, as though that is, in some weird world, that's like a scathing insult. And I would cut the brie wrong. I'd cut the brie wrong, and I I didn't have cheese knives until you bought them for me. I get it wrong. It's and, not and, a priority. And, it just isn't. You know what? Well, Here's a whiter, more privileged thing to say. Guess what I'm doing this afternoon? I'm ironing my dividend statements. <laughs> I'm scalloping the edges with craft scissors. That's what I'm doing. Gross. But nothing. You know, she, but she's so funny because I think she wishes she had a daughter like you because you guys delight in your homes. And like, I, by the way, by the way, I don't, I, it's not that I don't enjoy doing it. I get like analysis, analysis paralysis straight up, but my, my mom really likes putting together her home and she knows that you like doing stuff with your home. So she said, and I bet on five different occasions, she was like, I'm just more like Jen. We, you know, we <laughs> like to take care of our homes. We, I like girly stuff. I love that. And I go, Hey, but she goes, my mom's like, you know what? I just, I'm like Jen. I'm a girly girl. I like taking care of my home. And I go, well, I do too. And she goes, oh, no, you don't. You'd use camping equipment if you could. And then I was like, that's what Jen and Britt bought me for my <laughs> wedding. Yeah. <laughs> was, was camping equipment and uh, authentic. Like they actually look like this, like red tin cups and plates. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Because that's rustic and cool as shit. And I like that stuff. But she's just, she loves, she's, she is like that. She's old generation. They loved like having like China. I don't want China. I don't want another thing. I don't, that's not my deal. Like I'm actually kind of a minimalist, I think at the end of the day. Yeah. So, well, I I do like that kind of stuff and I'm going to say something even whiter than ironing your dividend statements is that I, (laughs) I have a hand-painted antique vase from Sweden that my <laughs> grandmother. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's missing. It's missing. And <gasps> I think it got broken because oh, we. Oh, no. Like n- we left the house on Tuesday and then had somebody come in to clean because I've been cleaning. I've been cleaning for. Yeah, you've been doing it all, girl. And so somebody came in to clean and I. I was like, that's weird. What used to be there? I don't remember that plant being there. And there used oh, to be this no. like – that because my grandmother was a painter and painted furniture. That's what they used to do. You'd get like an old like, beat up furniture and like paint it. And that's what she did. Yeah, like you do. It's a wonderful thing. And by the way, those are wonderful heirlooms that you get. My I don't have heirlooms. I have one of my great-grandma Oons who came over on the boat from Holland and nobody wanted her in her house because they were too scared of her. And I'm convinced that's, that's going to be the thing that makes me a million dollars. I do. They're all, they've all kicked her down the road to me and I'm never giving her away and I'm going to make a million dollars. I think you put her up on first dibs and see what kind of uh, interest you get. You have no idea. What is, so, but if she could have been like a Russian princess or something, like you don't That's know, the only princess she would be. Literally, we had um, people over before the quarantine uh, went into full full blast, and somebody goes, "Well, who's this guy?" <laughs> I, was like, 
was like, that's my kin. It, it, it explains my chin and it explains <laughs> my disposition. She was a hefty, thick woman who mothered 11 children with a Ooh. husband half her size. So, mm, but, smart. but you know, back in those days, my, that was just smart. But you have heirlooms and your mom's into antiques and my mom is too. I just think it's hilarious that my mom comes into town and is like, let's fix your plate situation while there's a pandemic. Well, because that's the real tragedy here. That's the real crisis is that your plate situation is god awful. I no, Krista, I okay. This could be years of counseling like kicking in right now. I'm not sure, but I don't want you to take what she's saying as judgment and I don't want you to to like She's trying to help. Let me explain myself. Let me explain myself because- Have you met my mother? Do you remember like, I know that you have to remember this. Like before I met my husband and I switched jobs, I was, I've never been so broke in my life. Like I was like, well, I'm just going to drive my car to the bank and leave it there because I can't pay my (laughs) bills. Like it it was like, and then I got a, a new job and everything was fine. But I was like- Basically, what happened back then? It was like, oh, it was the recession. And right. That was. You were transitioning jobs. You didn't get paid right away. Oh, God. But it was a tough time. That was a tough time. That for, that was a hard time for a lot of people. And it's like hard. Yeah. That's when like the housing, all that yeah. stuff went down. And like, it was very hard for me to tell my parents who, when my dad was alive, I could have called him at any point, And his first question would be like. You know, uh, I'm not good at talking to you. I'm not sure I like you, but do you need money? And I told my dad like how broke I was. And he was like, you're going to figure this one out on your own. And I was like, oh, they do that. It sucks. Okay. And so I remember telling my mom, I wasn't asking her for money. I just was telling her like, here's what my life is like right now. And she sent me a place, a place set for 12. She sent me. Oh. The dishes, the drinkware, and the plateware. And I was like, I can't afford ramen noodles for 12 people. I don't know what you expect me to do with these place settings. But it was her, she didn't know what to do. And that was what felt Give like helping you to the her. Cash. I know. My mom does that too. When I first I'm sure she thought LA. it would all go up my nose, Kristen. She doesn't know what my life's like <laughs> in crazy old Los Angeles. Oh yeah, you mean your lifestyle? Quote you guys gotta put air quotes up and you gotta have a real nasally judgmental tone. And you gotta call what Jen and I have is a lifestyle. It's a different I don't lifestyle know. in Los Angeles. I don't know what your lifestyle is like, but you know where we're from. We like to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now I know you guys do it differently out there. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, and then my mom will say like blanket statements. Like I know that money doesn't, isn't in a, a situ or I know money doesn't matter to you. And I'm like, on what planet are you from? I drive an 11 year old car. I'm the most frugal person you'll ever meet. You are, money, you are. You're, but like, you're just smart. She's such a weirdo about it. She's so funny. And like, like I remember when I first moved to LA, I was broke as a joke. I had 12, I'd saved $2,000. And in LA, that is basically your first two weeks. That's not an yeah. apartment. That's survival. And my mom was like, 
here you go. We're going to give you a real shitty car and a really nice organizer that was one of those thick leather ones that had like my initials on it. That like, oh, the, I couldn't afford the inserts. The Franklin Covey. The plan. Yeah, the, the leather, the leather with the deal. And I had one business card in the middle of like 40 plastic things of business <laughs> cards. And I was like, Terry. I know this thing was 150 bucks. Can you return it and give me the sweet cash money that it took to pay for this? I know. She was like, no. I think it's like, or it's like what you know, and it's like how you make your life look like it feels right. Like, like here's the thing that, like Kristen was saying, when did you say it? The other day, was it today? Where you told me that like, for your OCD, you need to have yeah, like what you have to have a, a plan, system. like a system. I have to have a yeah. I like to feel what it feels like. Like before we do a show, we we say a prayer. I have this like thing that I hold in my hand. I listen to the same song so that I have like kind of a ritual because it like calms me down. And so like as we learn how to do this podcast thing, I have this system where I have like paper out in front of me and my coffee and my water and maybe a cocktail. And then I, but I have a system because it soothes me. Yeah. It soothes me. When my mom comes into town, I look like I'm like trying to steal second. I'm like touching door jams. I'm like, I guess she like sends me into like high alert. Yeah. Yeah. She sets off your OCD. And that's like, I systems make my OCD sometimes go crazy because then I'm like, fixated on how I'm going to mess it up and like not do it right or like yeah, forget yeah. it. And then I can't think about anything but trying to like do the thing right. But I don't think either one of those things are like wrong or better. It's just like your coping mechanism of it. Now, that is not to say that moms don't say really shitty things to their daughters because they 1000% do. And they if you'd like me to read the longest text you've do. ever seen in your life, I can do that. But <laughs> We don't have no. enough time. That's a whole nother deep dive. We need a third person on that call just to like, just to like unpack all the shit that happens when moms are mad at you. And you know, they're designed, I think it's by design. Like, I don't know anybody that has a mom that isn't a little bit critical of them. And it's in an effort to help. But I also think it's in an effort to be like, here's this thing that will make you better. That's what I yeah. feel like it is sometimes is like, these plates will make you better. And she's right. I feel better having nice plates. Did she need to bring it up during her visit during a pandemic? No. And then what happened when I bought the plates? She moved on to my spoon game. She thinks my spoon game isn't very good. I'm supposed to have three different kinds of spoons. I'm like, I don't want all that shit. I don't want all that stuff. Like I don't want it. Because you need like this small spoon, soup spoon, serving spoon, or where's Yeah. The, or, and at one point she goes, well, I guess if you need it, you can just ask Jen. I'm sure she has all I do have an stuff. extra set. I, just, I, go, that's what, I narrow it down. What do you need? Because I've got it. No, I don't want any of it. I don't want any of it. You want to get I your don't. own? I don't even want to get my own. I don't understand a soup game. I've got a small <laughs> spoon and a big spoon, and I don't want to learn one more thing. And we're in a pandemic. And that's the other thing. I don't know if you you think this or you feel this too, but like once we started getting into quarantine and it became very real and like all the fun jokes started to kind of go to the side, yeah. you start going, oh, we need to survive here and I need to lighten up on some of my already existing rules. So I was yeah. like- 
all right, bedtimes are going to be a little looser. Same. We're going to be outside more and, and, and on Zooms less. We're going to, we're going to do homeschool the best way we can or remote learning. Don't get mad at me. Like we're going to, we're, we're in a very different situation. And I think all of us are like, okay, how is this impacting my kids? I don't want them to suffer during this time. It's a really weird time. And so you're loose on a lot of other things that before you were very, very strict about. And my mom comes in during the very loose time and she's like, well, this is like bedlam. This is a, <laughs> this is a disaster. Like the kids are like, Grandma, we never wear swimming suits when we swim. We just go naked. And my mom's like, oh, well, okay, well, look at that. And I'm like, we didn't before, but we do now because they think it's hilarious. And if it gives them joy for a minute, wait till I jump in naked. My ring app is going to be just nothing but like blurs. Well, your husband will be quite happy. All the alerts go to his email address, so... We all know that he did that pre-quarantine. We were on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when my husband was like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I wish you would have accidentally posted it. that to Facebook or something. Yeah, I mean. The thing about when my husband takes off his clothes, especially when he doesn't know what somebody's watching, <laughs> and he puts, and it's on the Ring app. It's incredible how men just do that thing where they grab their waistband and then they just lean over to their feet and it like drops down so fast. Whereas women like shimmy down and pull a foot out and pull a foot down. My husband was like full butt, like whoosh, so, so fast. And I was like, Oh God, Jen, I didn't know if you were looking over my shoulder on my phone. It was, uh, it was, it was a full I camera angle it. into his b-hole. I didn't and, see it. I, didn't. I think my mom did find it to take a video of it herself. Cause she's but I, another weird. So I wonder if maybe you got your like, your system like organization thing from her because like maybe she like went into tizzy mode because she's always in tizzy mode yeah does she have a lot we of coffee her- or yes she okay. drinks 70 like your mom they are the from the generation of caffeine no longer works like yeah. my mother will have a cup of coffee at seven at night your mom had a cup of coffee when we were watching a movie at 11 she'll put on a pot at 10 o'clock at night and that's not a yeah. joke or an exaggeration she'll be like uh would you drink some coffee if I put some on? And I'm like, shit, no. She's like, I'll finish it myself. I was just asking to be polite. Like, she can't go to sleep without coffee. It's like circled back around to being a sedative in her life. So, but my she's, mom, my she's, mom. I think you and my mom, let me say this in a way that isn't offensive. <laughs> there are things that you and my mom relate to so well. Like, you guys could like, Eat snacks, watch old watch movies, movies, like romance yeah. movies, till the cows come home. Like, and I can't. I I remember do we it. were in your mom's living room and she'd made it so cozy when we were watching old movies and I was like on the couch and you were at the end of the couch sitting up looking at your phone. And there was a part of me that was like, well, she's not going to watch the movie. She needs to get off the couch so my feet are more comfortable. <laughs> I was like, Barb and I are having a perfectly nice time. If Jen's just going to be on her phone, why is she doing this at all? I know. It's so weird, too, because my my brother and I do the exact same thing. We're like, we're going to sit here and, like, read the news or check our email or whatever. And she's like, I wish you would watch this submarine movie. It's very <laughs> obscure, and it's horribly made, and it doesn't even look real. But let's 
take two hours of our lives. We never see like, each other, but let's just watch a movie together and share space. I told you I, that when I slept, I looked on my sleep app and it, it is, I thought I like flatlined when I spent <laughs> the night at your mom's house. She had 40 quilts on me. I don't know if I just stopped breathing, but I've never slept better. Literally, I've never slept where I didn't have a single mark on my sleep app where it shows like yeah. you turn over. I just, it was like I was in a casket. I was, I, She's, I yeah. was so grateful for that sleep. And then her house smells like some, yummy casserole all the time you go in and it she's always like, even if good. she's mad at you she's like chicken pot pie shepherd's pie oh but yeah something yeah. like that she's like i made a chicken pot pie it's in the warmer and i was like god it's a, like my mouth is salivating i have like foam coming out of my mouth yeah <laughs> and she like it, it, she's ready she's dressed for comfort oh brit always is like she is like a jedi on the ice planet hoth all the time like she has her ac all the way up so it's super cold in there but then she gets cozied into those like snuggly like Mm. i did i but you know what i forgot to tell you this she lost like 20 or 25 pounds doing weight watchers and basically she said for her she said like kind of the only thing that she quit ended up having to like quit doing was snacking at night but because That's my thing, Jiminy. Yeah. Well, she'd be like, "See, hey, with our coffee, we should have a delicious brand new bag of Lay's that I'm about to open, and then some cinnamon bears mm. candy. Like it's pure hedonism. Amazing. It's delightful, but it's like wonderful. It's not good for you know. See, my in. mom takes all the joy out of desserts, and you think you're having a good time, and you're like, oh, okay, we're splurging, and then she goes, you know, I never do this. I never do this. And then she's like, oh, God, like a piece of cake. And she literally says that before every time she takes a bite. Yeah. You know, I never, I never do this. And then she always says the same thing when she's leaving. God, I'm going to have to walk so many miles when I get home because every time I come here, I just feel like I gain a lot of weight. Mm. And I'm like, I get it, mom. I get it. And then she's like, Hey, Kristen, did you know that there's this really fun YouTube video that you can just play in your on your Alexa or on your TV and oh, you boy. can march in place and walk two and a half miles? That's I it's you know how enraged I get that my mom, oh. first of all, her 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 idea of a workout for me is that I would march in place in my kitchen. What that, you, that is what do you say what to the her though? Actual fuck. What do you say I to go, her when she says that? I I don't get into it because it becomes a thing. Because I go, are you saying that I need to lose weight? No, Kristen. God, every time I talk to you, you're so defensive. I should be able to talk to you about this stuff. I'm like, but if you didn't think I needed to lose weight, you wouldn't tell me to make laps around my goddamn kitchen table. And you know what? (laughs) I'm sorry that I'm going to eat this entire piece of lasagna. I need comfort food right now because all you're doing is weighing down on my good time. Yeah. So like, it's a weird, she's got a weird, look, I don't know. I think they just give notes. Like they're just supposed to make us, they're supposed to torture us. I do think it's interesting though, that like, if your mom says something that hurts your feelings, you sort of like are so polite to her about it, which is like for our personalities is weird. Is weird because my mom, like if she even has a twinkle in her eye, like she's going to say like, Hmm, that's a lot of salad dressing. Like, I go like F5 tornado on her. I'm like, (laughs) let's bring up shit from a long time ago if you are going (laughs) to criticize something that I do. And I don't, it's just like the dynamics that we have worked out are so different with our moms. 
you know why? It's be it's me. It's because I um I don't like to fight. I don't want there to be bad blood because I always think like if something happened and those were my last words, I would be devastated. And also that like I just want <laughs> I just want her to like me and love me at this yeah. time when things are so hard and um scary and my kids are you know feeling yeah. all of this weirdness because of the pandemic that like I'll just sort of take shots to the chin and I know she doesn't mean it and they never mean it the moms they never mean it in a mean way but it's been a repetitive note since you know f- especially about the weight stuff for a long time and uh I think I just I don't want to get into it. I don't want to fight with her because she's better at it than me. And I don't want to like get iced or, uh, I, I, like my mom and I are having a, a a stay awaycation right now, (laughs) or we, we do this occasionally and we send a series of, um, stilted texts to one another and then just all uh, correspondent shuts down. And it's, but you know what? I do expect her to know that I love her. I I don't care. Like if, if one of us goes out, God forbid, gets hit by a bus, that bitch better know that nobody, <laughs> both of us better know that nobody's been in your bunker more, you know? Right. Just because right. we're grown adults with different opinions. And we like... I think moms have this issue of like not being able to see with their daughters because in so many ways you're so similar, like where you end as a human and where this other human begins. And I'm trying so hard to not do that with Delilah because I don't want to put my stuff on her. I don't want, I don't like my mom's stuff on me. I don't want my stuff on her. You know, I I sort of don't know that I believe that we can outsmart that. I think (laughs) we're doomed to repeat history. I think we're doomed to repeat history, but we can sort of be aware of ourselves. And that's one thing that I do think, and I get like really ballsy when it comes to Gen Xers, because I think that Gen Xers are sort of like the best generation. I think we're the ones that sort of like, we worked really hard. Like you're going to wear Chuck Taylors if you want to, you're going to have messy hair if you want to, you're going to listen to the Ramones. Like you don't, you don't give a shit. Like Gen Xers are kind of partiers to the core. So I, I hope that from that, the way we treat our daughters is differently because, but there's still like, like I, I don't, for me right now, Eleanor is seven and I think she's the most glorious creature ever. And like, I think she, there's nothing she can do or wear or, or say that I sort of, I'm not like kind of um, amused by now when she's 14 and if she's wearing pants that show her crack or she is, um, like has dirty fingernails or is being a smart mouth, I'm going to come down on her, but I'm going to do that because I'm her parent. And I just hope, and she's going to translate it as mom's being critical because we get this raw end of the stick and my mom's getting the raw end of the stick. And she doesn't have a podcast. She's going to start yeah. a podcast called fuck her. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better. Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hold up. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm very conscious of that, that I have a platform. And that's, I, I'm always nervous to talk about anybody because like, you got to be able to own your part of it, you know, and like, it's not like any, any relationship where there's an issue, it, there's, there's 50. Hey, listen, my mom, she may not have a podcast, but she has 13 siblings. And so there's a phone tree that would put this podcast to shame. I'm telling so I've you. Been, yeah. I've been I've put been on blast the subject, literally yeah. by everyone that matters in my life. I'm sure of that. 100%. So. And it goes faster than this podcast can stream. <laughs> so I knew... I knew that I had upset my mom about something. I I knew the second we got off the phone, within four steps, I was going to get some sort of email or call or something. And like when we go to reunions, I hear all sorts of shit about things that I've done. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that was, I I didn't know that was part of the conversation. Yeah. Oh, she told you about the Ottoman, did she? Okay. Well, our daughters are perfect. They are currently <laughs> perfect human beings. Like even though Delilah bit Jen's arm like a rabid animal, and they're you, perfect. You know what I told her after she did it? I said, "You can only do that if somebody's trying to hurt you." Yeah, like the thing you told him about biting that when someone's off. trying to steal you, you can if you can bite through a carrot, you can bite through a finger. That upset me. I think that I went to sleep with that in my brain. Like that's the most disgusting and valid and wonderful useful and terrifying tidbit. useful bit of tidbit because that's that's jen smedley parenting right there that is i'm gonna give it to you, <laughs> you can bite through a carrot you can bite through I, a finger go for the I'm eyes i'm tell you like i'm I, gonna tell you exactly how to clean your vagina and i'm gonna tell you I'm how to ward be, off a criminal and i'm gonna you, tell you what luminol it's is probably not gonna happen that you experience a great white but if you do you go for those Mother effing eyes. You stick your hands all the way in those gills till you feel a heartbeat and stop it. Like you just got to be ready, you guys. You've got to be ready. Our daughters are perfect. <laughs> However, like when, like when Delilah bit me or when she does something that, you know, I'm just a parent and it's my job to tell her not to do it. I yeah. tried, I try to explain to her why in such concrete terms where I say, like, I say to Dash when he wants to say, we're kind of conservative about what words they're allowed to say. Like, we, yeah, he, we had a deep conversation about whether or not he could say the word fart because everybody at his school does. And I say to him about certain words, I think you sound common. I think you sound oh. like you lack intelligence or creativity. And you're just saying it. And then he's like, like, but mom, I know how to cut the brie. Yeah. (laughs) I know how to appropriately cut brie. Common's like such a, well, that's the third asshole thing I've said. White privilege (laughs) kind of, but you know what I I mean? I do. And you're like, be to the, act to the height of your intelligence. Don't be, be, put yourself in a higher position as a kid, as a, as a middle schooler, as a high schooler, like be better than you think you can be. That should be how we all operate. I think that's fair. You and I will like, when we're talking, we'll get crude. We'll say words, whatever we want to. But I'm not going into the bank asking for a loan, F this, F that, or whatever. Like, there's something to it, you know? And I don't mean they do think the F word is fart, by the way. Mine do not. And you know what they think the S word is? They think the S word is stupid. Oh, yeah. And that the D word is dumb. We, we, uh, during quarantine, we've, we've had to explore many 
uh, the etymology of certain words because, <laughs> like, we watched Stand By Me, and as we were watching it, I was like, the language in this movie is filthy, but the story is so good. But the story was a little lost on Finn, so then he just was like, hey, wh- why do they keep saying the word pussy? And I was like, I, you know, it's a... It's a derogatory, it's a, it's a, th- you know what? Just don't ever say it. Don't ever say it. Yeah. And then I'm like, do you promise me? Don't you ever say it? Because if I find out that Charlie's parents heard you say that word, they won't be our friends anymore. Yeah. I think That's it, like, parents. I do. I think when you explain stuff like that to a kid, it, it makes sense. Like, like I'm not doing it so you don't have fun. I'm doing it to like protect you, you know, like. Yeah, but they also think you're a giant hoover of fun. You're the biggest fun sucker. That's what my my kids right now, Finn, I have never it, – it hurts my feelings and it also does not bother me in the least because I know I'm doing the right thing. When I say his name, I have become so, – it's like a, I have this like auto response. I'm like, Finn. And then I see his eye roll. His eyes roll like, oh, God, she's coming at me again. Like he has nothing but insolence right now for me. And he knows that if I have that tone, I'm either mad at him or I'm going to make him do a chore because chores make you better. Chores make you better. It gives you something to do. It gives, he gets a little bit of allowance. So I, it's so funny as we sit here and somewhat have, have notes on our own mothers. I wonder like what notes are they going to have about me? Oh, that during the pandemic, I made them, uh, I baked them cookies and we watched movies and yes, I screamed a lot, but you know what? It was a really hard time. It well, was a really hard time. I, I honestly, as you say that about Finn with the insolence, I, I would like that to shake things up a little bit in our house because whenever I say Dash's name, he looks at me as though I'm about to hit him with a stick or something. Like, <laughs> I'm like, don't make, like if somebody were here and you made that face when I say your name, they would call CPS because it's, his fear is that I'm going to tell him like, you have to get off the iPad. You have to stop doing what you're That's doing. really funny. It's mine literally is like a cartoon of like, like his brow gets low and he's like, Ugh, and then it's this. Ugh, come on, mom. Why? Ugh. And I'm like, nothing could just. Dis- I will never give you what you want because you act like a brat. Absolutely. Ever, never, ever. I will. I. I, I might have even been thinking, oh, I'm not going to make him do that. But if he does that whiny thing, then it's a hundred percent happening, and I'm probably going to make him do it again the next day. Oh, absolutely. Because I don't want to have a kid that can't that is going to be inconvenienced by being a teammate in a family. Don't get me started. But man, I sound just like my mother. Oh, no, I know. We have these same conversations. And I think it's worse because we're on summer break during a pandemic. You can't go anywhere, which I was actually thinking it almost mirrors my summers growing up as a child because we really didn't go out that like you didn't go. Well, in the Midwest, you didn't go. You, You either went camping with your family, but you didn't go to like fancy sleepaway camps. There weren't even like actual camps. You know how like locally there's like you can go to a sports camp or yeah, or, nothing or like climbing that. wall no. camp or and all it is is 400 bucks a week with a really failed lunch and a drive up and pick up you know drive up drop them off pick up thing and that's worth the money to me. Yes. And we can't even do that. So we got to get real creative this summer. Oh man, I'd be so sick of me if I was my kids because I'm I'm sick of them too. That's, it's fair. Uh, I'm going to sit in a very unflattering pose right now with my hand uh, this is not heartburn. This is me just like at my wits end. Is that like we, 
they can't go play at somebody's house. So Dash wants to play online, like messenger kids. Games. Games with kids. And I'm like, and I say to him, as I just told you, I explain the science and my intention behind doing it. I say, if you are on the iPad all day long, your frontal lobe starts becoming more aggressive and you shut down. You're unable to process. Your attention span decreases and not on my watch. Not on my watch. He gets it though. He's like, okay, I don't want to have that happen. Yeah, I don't want to. But I wouldn't want to hear that either, Jen. I got to tell you, like if I were Dashiell, I'd be like, oh God, she's going to come at with me with the frontal lobe stuff. Yeah. That's why he looks so sad all the time. He's like, oh God, my brain is is like no he's like oh she's gonna come it's more sciencey stuff she did it you know because whenever you interrupt them and they want to go back to their game they're only giving you eye contact because they know if you don't have eye, if they don't have eye contact with you you're going to take it away so they're just like um, yeah hard staring you with zero going on behind their they're like they're literally like there's a ticker going across the top that's like when will she stop talking so I can go back to my game? When will she stop talking so I can go have some more fun? I I, I had a conversation with Dash two days ago that our moms never would have had with us. And I don't know if it's good or bad parenting, but because he's so obsessed with playing games on the iPad with his friends, and I don't want to take it away because we're trying to get work done. It helps us in a way. Yeah. And it's their only means of entertainment it's right now. I get only my mom thing. did that too. Like judging the the video, like, gosh, they really have been on their screens a lot. Meanwhile, my mom plays words with friends in 30 seconds. If you're not entertaining her with your conversation. Exactly. That's my, my husband was like, well, we're obviously not setting a great example either for, but this is the thing with Dash. He was doing I go, this is what my day feels like. You ask if you can use the iPad and I say, sure, for 30 minutes. Then I say, it's time to get off. And then for 30 minutes, you give me a play-by-play on what exactly you did for the 30 minutes prior. Like that's (laughs) all that you talk to me about. Then you get really quiet because you're about to ask me if you can do the iPad again. And I go, you know what I feel like? Just this conduit to get you to the iPad. So that means you don't respect me. And it sometimes makes you feel like you don't love me. Because oh my all God, I am I feel is this way to get I'm never to the touching iPad. the iPad again. He felt bad about it, but I honestly, it was he would walk up to me and I'd be like, oh good, he wants a hug. He wants I mean, we're no, talking like two weeks of this. No. I'd be like, oh, he'd like to tell me about this the space book that he just read. Cause he's, you know, I'm making him do other shit in the meantime. But I'm they thinking like about it. he's gonna have a conversation. I'd have been happy if he would have asked me for lunch. But he comes up and he goes, mm, I want to ask you something, but I'm scared. And I go, You're about to ask me if you can have that iPad after I told you 10 minutes and 49 seconds ago to get off of it. Like it feels abusive almost the amount that he's badgering me about this iPad. So I know girl, it's the way our, it's the the way of our life right now, but you know what? I'm here from here and we're talking about our moms. I do have to circle back and just say, just because there are so many wonderful things about our moms and moms in general and grandmas in particular, because they come in and they're, they're the, the shiny object. And my mom is a good time. Like she, there's no one that's better at having a a vodka tonic than my mom. Like you watch Top Gun with that woman. I'll tell you, well, this is a creepy story, but also funny. Um, (laughs) We're in quarantine. Finn asks, can we watch Top Gun? And I go, well, that's weird. How did you hear about Top Gun? Well, grandma was talking about it. And I said, I'm sure 
she was talking about Top Gun. And I thought to myself, well, there's not much in Top Gun that's bad, except there's one love scene that I don't want to have to explain. So we got on the There's a the lot couch of and it was, real douchey behavior that you... Yeah, you know, fine. But it's among boys. Like, they're not at women. It's fine. And the woman is... The protagonist is a high, high-ranking officer. So Great hair. Yeah. So I have my mom to my left and I have my kids to my right and we're watching Top Gun and we get to the sexy part and I fast forward it and I heard three groans. <laughs> My mom was like, yeah. And then the kids are like, mom. And then my mom was like, Kristen. I'm like, I'm okay not to have this experience with all of us together. But you know, that's where she's a hoot. She's, she's a good time. And when she came to our shows and when she's with the kids, we made, we, we sewed while she was here, which was really great. And having her here, I felt, um, I think I also felt a lot of, uh, awareness that like, I'm really lucky that she's still here and that uh, this time is really hard and that we haven't had any babysitters or any other people in our house. So like, just to have her be different, like I was like, give me the notes. I'm happy to hear about my shitty plates. I just need somebody else's voice that isn't like my husband or my two kids. Like that made it great. So I was very grateful to have her and I'm thankful I got new plates and my ottoman is fine. Yeah. And you know, we're all going to be okay. A little of that's like price of admission, you know, like there's right. every person in your life, every single person has their like negatives and their positives, you know, it's just, you just have to, what the hell are you talking about? What's my price of admission? Uh, <laughs> you make fun of my coffee. That's the only thing. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I make fun of a lot more than that. Oh, really? Well, of course, but I do it in front of you. Like, yeah, that's you know. the only one. That's the only one though that feels like the TSA is pretty awesome. Like you always get so mad at when we go through TSA that they pull your they always get giant yeah luggage bag of fake jewelry and you're so in you're like how dare they? Well, why and- do they have an X-ray machine if they're not going <laughs> to use it and decipher it correctly? I don't. It's not. But I do. I my husband did this to me. I used to drink normal coffee. <laughs> And my husband makes me basically a milkshake every morning. And it's I'm telling the, it's you. It's not coffee. I don't know why you call it coffee. I don't know why you think you could well, get a pep from that. It is. I. This is my coffee. It's literally like if I showed it, it's black in color. It's coffee. But you Yours also literally, like, you like a it, it looks like pancake mix. You do like a little. Ch- you like some pizzazz added like. Once in a while. Chocolate. But then I'm just going to have a Bailey's and. That coffee because well, I'm not going to mess. You know what around. I do? That I just I I would do that, but I don't want the judgment. But speaking of, I do want to drink right now. <laughs> I it. do too. I am not good at tone. That's my issue, and ironically, that's what my mother says about me too. And ironically, her tone could use some polish. <laughs> so she'll say choice of a uh, tone of voice and choice of words. And I'm like, Terry, that's really good coming from you. Like I'm in the middle of like an argument with my kids trying to get them to do something. And she'll, she'll be on the sidelines with like tapping her fingers together. Like oh, I'm boy. just observing here, but wrong I'm time. Just say. wrong time, Terry. I'm like Terry, I don't need your, I don't need your words and I don't need your help right now. I need a minute. And then she'll, and then, and then she gets all like pearl clutchy, like, well, you know, I am just here to help. You were saying that you remembered something from, uh, about our moms that was. Well, yes. When I talk to my mom and I go nuclear on her because I feel like she's being judgy or something, she has to know I love her. Like, 
maybe for like your husband or for me or for another friend, you're like, I'm going to put less edges on this because you don't have to love me. Like you're not, we're not always going to be related. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a different like mindset to that. You, like we don't have, like eventually we'll have 40 years together where you're like, she can hate me. I don't care. She, I know better than her, you know, but like you can do that with your sister. And I feel like I can do that with my mom. I feel like my mom can do that with me, <laughs> but you can't do it back. <laughs> I just don't. I think it's also because I'm the oldest and I also respect, like, I just, um, I will fire back if I, if I get pushed to the point where I, I, uh, there are certain things that I don't let her cross a line and those are, um, unwavering and are, are something that I Im- immediately react to. Yeah. Like she, I don't like, um, when she talks about herself in a negative way when it comes to the way she looks or weight. Because in our house, we use words like healthy. We use words like strong. strong. We use words like we try to have a positive relationship with food instead of, you know, um, my husband enjoys the culinary arts, not as the artist, but more as the um, purchaser of the arts. And so- (laughs) Connoisseur of the arts. The connoisseur of the arts, if you will. Uh, I don't want my kids to hear words like fat and um, uh, or judgments about herself. She says, oh, God, I'm so fat today. And I really get upset about that because then I think it happens like when you said that you didn't know, like when somebody brought something up to you, they criticize themselves. And then you were like, oh, wait, but I have that. But I didn't worry about it before. But now that I've heard the criticism, now I'm aware of it. Now I have this other thing to worry about. I don't want those words around my kids. Exactly. Because I think they stick with you and yeah, the world is a hard place. And so in our house, those are things I don't mess with. So when she does say things about food or about um, the way she looks, if it's somehow a directional, like a, a shot across the bow with a ricochet towards me, I will say, we don't talk about that in this house. Yeah, that's you good. You can't say those things. Reality I is, just is don't tolerate it. Your kids... That's good. That's a really good hard line to have because your kids are going to get messages that make them feel bad. You don't want it to come from your house. Like you got to control the controllables. And it is, I do think, you know, that movie Mothman Prophecy where it's like (laughs) the, the moths noticed you noticing them. Like there's no relationship with anything that's negative until you start to pay attention to it. Like I thought I was perfect until I realized girls around me we're concerned with their weight or what their bodies look like. And then exactly. I was like, I don't want that. Oh my God, I got to worry about that now too. And then I did like times one zillion. Like I, you know, and that is something we've talked about in the book. It means a lot to both of us. Like with having this wonderful and totally extraordinary experience with my mom so hard, I think I realized how badly I talked to myself. And I talked about it in the book where um, I said something really mean to myself. And I saw Eleanor in a minute sort of translate that to somehow the transmission was this thing I said about myself, her her feelings, because she thinks I'm beautiful. And then it kind of circled back to her. And I was like, I don't know why that is. It was so not, I would never direct it at her, but the, she's going to transfer that. Yeah. So I was like, here it is. These are the words you're allowed to say. And I've really done a good job because it matters to me uh, to be careful about how I talk about myself. And also, I think that's that's the power we get to do now. We get to, we get to change the dialogue about many things. But one of them is about how 
we look at ourselves and it has helped me so much to be a little bit more forgiving with myself, which I did not do up until three years ago. Well, because what you say, what you talk about and the way that you say it, which is one of the things that I over explain to my kids, like just as siblings, Dash will like scream at Delilah about just being in his airspace, you know, and I tell yeah. him, I'm like, can you explain to her that she needs to get out of your face in a nicer way? Like, I know you're smart enough to do it, but the Does way- Does he say airspace? Because that's hilarious. I say that. I say that. No. <laughs> that's hilarious. If Dasha was like, get out of my nope. airspace, man. He's like, this is where the control tower is. Hey, touching my feet with your feet. Like, it's the, <laughs> you idiot human who's annoying <laughs> to be alive. Like, he's so, and I'm like, the way that you communicate things becomes a habit. So nip it in the butt. Stop now. Yeah. Don't, don't talk yeah. to your sister that way because it's going to be hard to break when you need her to lie for you when you're 16. Yeah. Learn now to be nicer. Yeah. Like, oh, we have all those conversations. I'm like, you don't get to be nice to her when you want her to play with you and then yes. nicer when you have a different opportunity. That's not how this goes. And Eleanor, I tell her, I'm like, don't worry about him all the time. You worry about yourself. Yeah. You make yourself happy. There's too many men around here that get first dibs at being happy while the women just serve them. And I'm not doing that. Oh, you You're said not that doing about that. Eleanor and Finn. And I notice it with delight. Like all she wants to do is like please him and make him happy and get him to Hell play with her. No. And that's what I, I'm like. You're, you're responsible for your happiness. This is way over your head. You're four years old. I'm working some shit out. Again, I was yep. in counseling yep. for a long time. I don't, so have, long. I don't have the answers. I'm just like... If anything, I'm just trying to get them to communicate so that when they F up and you will yeah. with the people you love, they see that you're not doing it to like hurt them. You're doing it to like protect right. them. Or that they can just in a moment go like, hey, I, I really screwed up and I said this thing and I'm really sorry. Like if they just can learn to feel bad and apologize. If I can teach my kids to apologize, then I'm basically like I'm Yoda. Because I'll tell you something, that's something that I haven't experienced a lot of in my life is this is the sincere apology. From who? That, from my mama. Mm -hmm. She does not, she does not. I believe that's a generational thing too. It is. And I'm not trying to shit on her. I'm saying like, like when it came down to an apology, my dad would just say, I'm sorry, I really screwed up. And when my mom would apologize, she's like, I'm really sorry that you screwed up. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> that is. I think that's a generational thing for sure because uh, I don't think I've ever heard my mom say that. But I do. If I get too hot with the kids, I'll say, I'm sorry I used that tone. I'm really frustrated. It's late in the day. I'm juggling this. I'm trying to make dinner. And I'm sorry that I talked to you that yeah. way. You didn't earn it. Whatever. I think I. And then my son will go, I really want those Brawl Star coins. And then I go yep. right back up into fever pitch. You're on your iPad now. Yeah. You can make yourself be nice to me because you want the iPad. You can make yourself be nice to me kind of on command. So just like. If you, you can make yourself be nice to me just because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Or as I like to tell him, you get a lot more bees with honey. Yes. So work it out. Like, I don't care if you got to fake it. Eventually, it will become like rote memory. I literally don't care. Like, put a note on uh, on your wall that's like, hug her twice a day. I won't see it yeah. coming. And and all I think is I got – and maybe that's not the way to teach affection, but it's better than not getting it. Oh, I, I don't think it's a terrible way to teach affection because I – like, 
have to remind my like myself and my husband. I'll be like, I'm just, when I walk by, I'm gonna rub his back because all I've done is like complain all day long, and I need to like show him that I don't hate him. You know, I can't do that. If I walk by and rub my husband's back, he thinks we're gonna bang. Oh, I'm positive that my husband. I can't deal so with too. that. And then, and then it's literally like whatever he, task he was doing that I probably made him do. He'll stop doing it. So I can't drive by rub <laughs> his back. Too distracting. I'll say stay, stay on finishing the picnic table. Once it's built, then I'll I'll probably be into it. Oh, but God, you, if he's you have making a, a picnic table for to you. Assemble. You better be rubbing him all over. That's a big deal to be able to put a picnic table together, Krista. I think he can make a really good picnic table. He's not doing that now. We're gonna I'm gonna have him build a composter, Ooh. and then uh, uh, work on some Anirondack chairs. Oh, that's that's great. Yep, Kristen. That's those aren't easy. I know. There's a lot Absolutely. of angles you gotta. Uh, I'll let him get on my angles once those tasks say. are completed. That's how it works. This this conversation went. <laughs> yeah, he's. Like, I think because my parents got divorced when I was so young, and more than it being this like my mom and then these two children, it was like this team sort of thing to get things rolling. Yeah. And I think I've always seen her as a peer, really. Oh wow! My life, like I, like I remember having a boyfriend one time who got mad at me for how I talked to her, my mom, and was like, "She's not, you're not being respectful to her." And I'm like, "Well, that's how we talk to each other. She's not, she doesn't do it to me either." Like we, yeah, there's, yeah, like, and and I think that's why if she says something to me, I'm like, "Hold that bitch." Yeah. I'm taking my earrings out and you and I are going to brawl stars like because what what it's it's just a different dynamic. I'm not saying it's good. I just, it should change. I just run up to my room screaming and crying and shut the door and Yeah, that's a parent that's parent child relationship. But yeah, I did. Sure. I this was the thing that I was I was like I'm going to tell you something that I don't know if I've ever talked to you about before. I'm making it sound really dramatic. Is there is there one? I don't know, but I, maybe I'm sure I have, okay. and we both forgot it because we it. drank Hit a lot. But from like age nine to college, I was at my grandparents' house like most of the time. That like I have this very parent-child relationship with my grandparents, which wow, I understand why like your relation like your mom coming that's worth everything that's worth whatever you have to do to have your mom there to have that relationship with your kids because my grandparents would have taken every bullet in the world for me like we had, yeah. did have that like parent child relationship because my mom was like going to school she was like working full time so i used to go over there for dinner for breakfast i used to take my dog there like i'd stay at their house like all the time like if I That's was, amazing, and and the and she lived to be what in her nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and no, I know. And those relationships, like Finn thinks of my mom as his best friend. She's like, she's her best self. She doesn't do any other shit with them. She just, for some reason, she can turn off the 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 critical filter and just be the best version of herself. And they love it. She nicknames them. She, she's playful. She's, yeah. she's like, she's a great time. And I know that you had that really good relationship with your grandparents. So I know how important it is for her to, ha I would never take that away, but she does have to 
I mean, she they have to respect our wishes as parents. For sure. Right? But the, I or think, do they just ignore us and say, I, we fucking know more you than know you? You know what? I think that they do because I remember being shocked so many times because I didn't notice it when I was growing up because my grandparents, they knew like I could be a naughty kid, you know, like they just, they're smart and they saw it all. Like they're old enough and like, but yeah. they just thought I There's nothing that you did that they didn't no. either do themselves or see your mom do. They, no, my mom was a really good kid. So it was very different. But like my grandparents were kind of wild and I was kind of wild and it like skipped a generation. So they were like, yeah. I'm sure there were times where I was like that one, she's going to end up in a Los Angeles doing coke <laughs> In gangbangs and not having a good set of China. I know it. But if your plateware is nice, Jen, that's all that's that matters. That's fine. That's absolutely If fine. you have nice dishes, you can gangbang and do all the coke you want. It, it's it's the presentation of the coke. 1,000 matters. It's generational. But they were so, like, forgiving and kind. But I do remember my mom pointing it out and that I noticed it when I was an adult that my grandmother would look at my mom and, like, because my grandma used to do hair. She would, like, look at my mom and shake her head and be like, you look better blonde. Just like no, like all teeth, like Man. no, no filed off corners whatsoever. She would just like give it to her. She would just say like, because that's her daughter. You know, that's what. Yeah. Moms and moms like do that. Do. They don't, they cut the shit. My mom, I can't tell you the number of times that my mom would look at me and be like, so is this how you're wearing your hair now? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Is that the, I, I just wanted to know, is that, is that like a thing? Or she'll go, Kristen, it's like you don't want to match. <laughs> Do you know that your shirt is polka dotted and then you're wearing stripes on the – I'm just asking, is that a thing? Is that a thing? Or my favorite is when she's like, gosh, you can be so pretty when you oh. want to be. Oh. We call it a Terry two-step. My husband and I call it a Terry two-step. It sounds like it ramps up into a really nice compliment and then it takes a sharp left turn. Oh, yeah. Like, and and – <laughs> Terry, two steps, they're part of our lives, and we're happy to have her. <laughs> That's, I mean, she's trying, though. She's trying to, like, do, I mean, because my grandmother did not do that. But I, I think because she and I are so similar, she would be like, I love your hair. I love what you, like, when she was 80. Yeah, she'd ask to go get your, the same clothes as She you. would. She would send me, I would come over to her house, like, wearing something, and she would go, will you get that in a size 10 for me? Like she'd send me back to the limited or whatever it was to get it for her and never did that to my mom. Like she always, it was always stuff with my mom. Like, uh, maybe you have a gluten allergy. Maybe that's why you're so bloated all the time. Just like nothing, <laughs> nothing really that nice. She's a super nice lady, but she was like, it was out of concern or love or affection that she would do it. As but moms, I think we get tired of the nice. I don't think nice comes into play when you've been, I mean, think about it when, by the time your kid is 30, you've seen all their maneuvers. So you're just cutting to the, you just cut to the quick. Like I'm certain I'm going to do that. And I hope that it's not as harsh as I've experienced in my own life, but sometimes you just got to say it. Well, I sometimes yes, you just got to say it. My mom will do something like this. Like besides buying me, she and I love to shop, which she and I and my grandma used to go shopping on Friday nights. And we're talking, I should have been at the bars doing shot skis. Like, but I was like, nope, I'm going to go have like dinner for breakfast at like Denny's that with them. Awesome. And then we're going to go to Kohl's and use all of our Kohl's bucks. And it was 
heaven. It was the best thing ever. But my mom, my mom would be wishes like, I would go shopping at Kohl's. Oh God. It was a really good time. It wasn't always Kohl's. We'd mix it up a lot. Maybe TJ Maxx. Who knows? Who knows? Ugh. But she would, uh, my mom would be like, I'm going to, oh, this is a sweet thing. I just remember that she did. Like when I was in my 20s and I'd be like, I'm going to get these like three little outfits or whatever, three little pieces. I'd get up there and she'd have already had them like pay for it. Had it added in. Oh, and how then I nice. Wouldn't, That's yeah. nice. But she would, she would get like a leather skirt and be like, I found this for you. I'm not, I wouldn't wear it. I couldn't even get in it. And it sounds like she's going to give me this big compliment. She's like, it's a little slutty for me, but I think you'd like it. I think it's a <laughs> skirt that would, it's right up your alley. And I'm like, okay, well, I just hey, hear man. the good stuff. I'm trying to just hear yeah, the good you gotta, stuff. You got to hear the good stuff. It's a little slutty for me. Well, that's <laughs> weird because my dad bought my mom a leather skirt when I was in seventh grade. And I was like, I'm not okay with this at all. See, that's you all. and my mom are more demure than me and my grandma. <laughs> that's like, yeah. But me and Terry, we will go out shopping for oh. matching China sets in super trampy clothes and love it. And she would, that would be her happiest day. She'd be like, <laughs> see, Jen, that's why I need a daughter like you. Cause you understand fashion and the necessities of plateware or what do you call it? Glassware, Glassware China, serveware. Serving. Serveware, flatware. I have a couple things that I am trying to do to keep my kids off of the iPads. One okay. is that I make the threat that if they can't find something to do, I'm going to buy them calligraphy pens and make them learn calligraphy. Because to me, that sounds like torture. I'm sure you would probably yeah, love that. that I would love it. I can see a kid not loving it, especially if they're still inverting their B's and D's. But hey, man, I, I know. think my, just the pens themselves is a great idea. My daughter would I, go I, to I kindergarten to go do so like, messed up. She'd be, she'd be like, hmm, I could do still it in a Bombhouse modern yeah, script. It's still a gothic eight. We just want a regular, readable, legible eight, Delilah. So. <laughs> can you do something that's not in Gaelic? I'm just wondering. Do you know? <laughs> That would be amazing. I know. Home sweet home. But Dash looked it up. He looked up what it was online. And he's like, I don't want to It's do awesome. That. Calligraphy videos are awesome. They just make you really sleepy. Yeah. I just watch them. I don't do them. Well, the other thing, I've been watching um, all these because I want to do something constructive with my time. I'm, I wish I knitted. I wish I did cross stitch instead of like chewing my fingernails or like – like watching really I don't want to do anything constructive with my time. I would like to I I I mean ugh it's hard during this pandemic. I just want to get through each day. But what if you while you were like watching TV you sketched or something? Wouldn't you like that you I could do that. That would make me a better person. I think you would love that. That's what I'm saying is I want to find a thing I like to do. Because I love the like feeling of accomplishment that I get if I'm like making some gigantic decoupage paper mache thing. So I'm Great. saving all of my packing stuff, like all the boxes and stuff. And plus it would save me thousands of dollars in online shopping, I believe. Well, then I'm going to just go ahead and hire you to find me spoons because I need to up my spoon game before Terry comes back into town again, which you know that's going to be soon. <laughs> so I'll just hire you to be my personal shopper. That makes you happy. I can relax without any pressure or guilt. And then we're all, and then Terry comes in and she's like, oh my God, you're a good person because you have 40 different spoon options. 
I do have some sp- – I have a really great set of silverware for you if you want it. I'm so soft-focused on this. I'm going to like – I know. You're going to see me like – I'm going to make it worse. Your eyes are going to roll back into your head because you can take packing stuff like popcorn peanuts and the wrap and stuff and you put it all together and you make these uh, sort of – what do you call it? Like rudimentary pumpkins that then you – Put paper mache I, over. I literally just had a visual of turning the volume down. I know. I. I. So I'm just kidding. I'm starting a sweatshop. I'm making my kids work at this it. We're the, making all this is the Halloween price of admission, You guys. Yeah. This is my price of admission. That's right. I. I. I focus up for this this moment, but I give it to her. Do you want to talk about ghosts right now? No. Okay. No. I've got some new no, stories although for you. I've. I've got a lot to say about that too, but I think we should wrap it up, Jen. Because I think we should. We we uh, our kids are running wild, and I know mine are on screens one hundred percent. There's no way they're yeah. not. Yeah. So I should probably go out and suck the fun away, <laughs> as we have <laughs> described that moms like to do. I got a guilt trip, my kids. Yep. Let me go give a compliment that sounds like a judgment. much like an insult. Yeah. yeah. Like let me go work on that. Let me go put some plates together to. Show them what being a good person is. Okay. Sounds like we got marching orders. Let's go do it. I almost just said, I love you. Is that weird? I was like, I was like not looking at you. And I was like, okay, I got to go. Love you. Love you. Cheers. Love you too. Cheers. <laughs>